All right. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> happy post-election. Happy post-election week. Yes, happy post-election week. I know our last podcast was very serious and somber because we were nursing. It really was. Oh, my God. I feel like when I think to just a week ago, it just felt so, the world felt so somber, right? And just mm-hmm. scary and mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like, I feel like um, that scene in the Wiz where they're singing, it's a brand new day. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, how I feel. you feel the brand, brand new day? day? That's like my favorite part of the Wiz. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, um, hi, Tatiana here um, with Yakini. Hello. And so um, this is Romance in Color. We're coming to you, like you said, post-election. And um, we're giving like a little recap of, you know, things, um, what we talked about last episode, which was an election-themed episode. It's called Red, White, and Romance, about uh-huh. uh, being on opposite sides of the uh, uh, political spectrum uh, and still have a successful relationship. Um, yeah. Our collective answer was no, <laughs> but I mean, hey, it like I, I gave some famous examples and it worked for them in, in some ways, but for other people it didn't. Um, but we were, uh, yeah, it was a kind of a serious episode. We're sorry about it that. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. Around this episode with something a little serious, but, but a little more lighthearted. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was that was serious. Um, but yeah, congratulations to. Um, our Madam VP elect, uh, Kamala <laughs> Harris. Um, you know, although you know she's the AKA, it's, it's cool. It's cool. You know, mm-hmm. so, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're keeping the Delta, and I'm a Zeta, so we're just like, yeah, okay. But um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's all Howard University love. So um, you know, congratulations to her. Um, but seriously, it was, it was a monumental time to see her standing up there with all that cream on and. Her hair bouncing and saying she was yes. going to be she's the first person in that position, but she's not going to be the last. I mean, I'm like, wow. Yes, yes. yes. Like, you know, I, at first I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to get emotional. And then I sat yes, there yes. for a while and I was like, oh my God, Tassino, there is a black lady on your screen. Yes. President. And, yes. It was a lot. Beautiful. It was mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important for our little girls to kind of just see that and to know that anything's possible. It reminded me of when, like, my boys were born and Obama was the president. Mm-hmm. And just for all of my life up until that moment, I never thought it would even be possible. And they were born into a black president. And right. Tegan at her age is only going to remember a black VP, female right. VP. Right. So right. it's it's amazing. It's, this, this is a special time for us. I'm so happy. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I was telling my husband, I said, Tegan has literally lived through three presidents now. Oh, has she? Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. So that was January 2016, so Obama was leaving. Okay. Um, or, or about to leave or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, you know, uh then the other guy came. We're not even gonna speak <laughs> about that. And now she's mm-hmm. in the in, in, in the Biden Harris, you know, yeah. uh, uh administration. So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. It is pretty so, cool. Yeah. So we also talked about um less somber things last week. Uh, we talked in watching romance. We talked a little bit about some movies um that were out. Um I I talked about Operation uh, Christmas Drop that was coming on um Netflix. Um, I'll talk about that one a little later. My review of it. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Um, girl, 
Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I have my feelings. But anyway, um, and I talked about some political books that some books that were romances, but all had a political slant to them. Mm-hmm. I talked about Party of Two by Jasmine Guillory, uh, Red, White, and Royal by Casey McQuinston, and then all the King's Men series by mm-hmm. uh, Kennedy Ryan, which are all awesome, awesome books. So, And of course, we also reviewed The Christmas Aunt, Keisha Knight Williams' first book yes, of the season. Yes, Did she have any so more, much. or was that her one and only? Probably her one she, and only, I right? She was, I think she has one more. But you know our girl Tatiana Ali going to be in some, so that's, that's cool. And that's right, exactly. exactly. And we got Tia and Tamara. I cannot wait. Mm. So we, we, got, we, we good. And Kyla Pratt. And yes, Holly yes. Robinson. Oh, I love Kyla Pratt. Yes, and Holly Robinson Pete. So we're good. I don't know we're if Jim Fields is going to be in anymore, but yeah, yeah. that's a good offer. There's some other people that I've never heard of, but you know, I'll talk about them too. But mm. yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a good holiday um, movie uh, watching season. Good lineup. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good lineup. So, what are some hot topics this week, Yakini? Okay, so so you started off, you know, with the recap about lovers and partners on kind of different sides red and blue Mm -hmm. and so last week in our last podcast which you mentioned was a political themed one Mm -hmm. we did talk about Lil Wayne and his girlfriend Denise the model the curvy model right and and how he basically you know just like a really brief recap he Mm -hmm. basically met up with Donald Trump who it sounds like kind of at the very end, you know, the tail end of the campaign, Donald was kind of on this, you know, mission to rally up black celebrities and rappers to kind of get in, you know, hoping to weasel into the black community at the last minute. (laughs) Such a seedy low down. Yeah. But that really backfired, but I digress. But anyway, so a couple of weeks ago, you know, Lil Wayne tweeted a picture of himself with Donald Trump with this, glowing caption just had a really great meeting with donald and then went into how he's doing all these great things with criminal reform and was talking about this platinum platinum plan i think he called it he was like donald really listened to what i had to say and you know he's really taking ownership of the community he's going to do so much for us it was really it it was revolting actually and it was shocking for a lot of people Mm -hmm. including his girlfriend denise who, of course, the social media outlets and the blogs, they don't miss a beat. They noticed that she unfollowed him shortly after and he unfollowed her. Um, and now kind of fast forward in ahead, you know, oh, and right after he unfollowed her, after she unfollowed him and he unfollowed her, he put out some kind of cryptic tweet talking about, I live the way I love and I love the way I live. You know, I'm a lover. I'm not a lighter. Lighters burn. It was just like something because like really kind of just <laughs> cryptic and weird. And it was okay. kind of like, okay, bro, you know, you're sweating <laughs> sincerely the fireman. I don't know if he was high or if he, you know, he's on, a, he's one of those next level type of people. So he may yeah, not he's probably high. Was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the above. <laughs> Long story short, you know, we're now several days post, you know, getting our new president-elect. I think that was Saturday. So, you know, apparently they're following each other again. And it's obvious oh. for Lil Wayne because he doesn't follow anyone except for Denise. And she's mm-hmm. following him. So, you know, of course, the blogs can only surmise that Donald Trump and varying politics did not get between them after all. Perhaps mm-hmm. he was just disgusted by, you know, <laughs> that momentarily and kind of needed yeah. to take a step back. But it looks mm-hmm. like it's all good in the hood. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's cool. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that's that's in the political realm and other hot topics. You know, I was watching why I follow Regine Carter. Speaking of Lil Wayne, his daughter, I I really love her and I love her mom, Toya. I love the way Toya mothers Regine, very nice uh, mother daughter relationship. And I also Mm -hmm. think that Regine is like a very sweet kind of age appropriate girl. Um, So, you know, you know, she also models for, I think, Fenty. um, That line. um, Recently, her. her followers were commenting and noticing that her breasts looked larger and fuller than they had in the past. So mm-hmm. I started kind of asking her, hey, did you have implants? What's going on? And she was kind of mum about it, didn't really address it directly, didn't deny it, but didn't really say much. So mm-hmm. interestingly enough, of course, Wendy Williams covered it on her show and had like the big picture of her up there. It was kind of making the point, you know, because Wendy's had her share of surgery. She's very unapologetic oh, yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like, it's you know, she actually was expressing that she felt that Regine was a little bit young for the surgery. She's 21. I don't yeah. know if you're going to get surgery. I mean, I feel like 18 is maybe a little borderline, but the girl's 21. She felt yeah. that she should have waited. And I apparently, I follow Regine, but I guess not that closely because apparently she has this body positivity, loved you, loved the way you were born, the way God made you. I guess that's always kind of been her, her MO to the girls. A very nice mm-hmm. message. Fine. But you know, Wendy was kind of like, uh, if your followers are criticizing you, it might be that you have always said to kind of love and accept your body as it is. Right. Um, and so I don't see any problems with what you did. I wish you'd been a little older, but it's kind of you, you said that you should accept, you know, and it was kind of funny because after the commercials, when Wendy returned, Regine was on the phone. So she clearly was watching this show and had called <laughs> and um, <laughs> So it was just like a little nice treat, you know, when they call into the hot topics to kind of speak directly to, you know, to us. And so Reggie came on there and was just basically like, you know, I did get implants. So yes, you know, the rumors are true. Um, you know, and I did what I did and I'm okay with it. And so Wendy, you know, brought up the whole, what about the body positivity? Love the body that you're in. Regina, mm-hmm. I thought her answer was cute. She was like, you know what? I made a decision to get implants. That was the decision that's right for me. And this is the body that I'm in now. And I love this body. And it was, it was funny. <laughs> And, you know, yeah. they kind of were like, well, people change and they grow. Like, and I, yeah. I believe that. I don't think it makes you a hypocrite. I don't think it makes you fake. Probably Regine said that however old she was, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's probably the rhetoric her mom was teaching her. And, and we right. should teach our girls that. And then as you get older, if you make that decision, that's fine, too. So I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that she was kind of like, I changed my mind. This is what I wanted to do. This is what I felt I would make me feel good. And I feel good. And I look great. And it is what it is. So that that was just a a cute mm-hmm. thing and um, you know she was honest with her readers and I kind of I don't know what do you think about that do you feel that these celebrities or people in general who get cosmetic work do they owe it to their fans and followers to disclose that if asked only if they've been on some oh I'm so 100% real baby. okay but otherwise no I don't feel like anybody's owed anything if, if on social media you know what about if there's yeah. someone who promotes fitness and working out and and now, that like, like, yeah that that's probably yeah because i you know i get so like i follow a lot of fitness folks mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm it's clear to me like someone like girl i know you got some booty in right I right i know especially some of the the women who are not black I know, right. I know a lot of them have some butt implants some something going on yeah, yeah. Um, but I reminds me of that scene in Legally Blonde when when Elle Woods had to protect her client because she was like this big fitness 
celebrity. Yeah, and yeah. Had, like liposuction or something, and it was yeah. going around, so Elle couldn't use that as her defense. Like she didn't mm-hmm. murder the guy; she was getting plastic surgery. But right. I respected that because it would ruin her brand. That's what it reminds me of. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I just you know, I don't. Yeah. I think if, if you're a fitness person, I think you need to be a little honest. Like, hey, I work out, but I had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. I and I think, I think people would still respect you if you're like, you know, because mm-hmm. I guess the purpose of those types of surgeries, you can tweak things that working out can't do or whatever. And my thing is, I totally respect it if somebody does both, like someone like a Bernice Burgos or all of them, really. It's like yeah. you can get the the surgery, but that's not going to make your body tight and get rid of cellulite and dimples and all that. Those girls sure work hard not. in the gym for those bodies. So yes, yeah, they pay, I guess, yeah. for the the surgeon to kind of make the shape, I guess, is what you're, or to give you a bigger mm-hmm. behind or whatever. Mm-hmm. But your thought, if you, if you don't work out after that surgery, you're going to have that figure, but you're going to look, you know, out of shape. So those girls work hard. So they, they shouldn't be ashamed, I think, to, um, they should that, but you know, I guess they want people to believe it's hundred percent natural. Nothing wrong with being eighty-five percent, seventy-five. My lord, you working in the gym all those hours? I can, I take off my hat to you because I don't do I any know, of that. I, I, girl, I'm, 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 I think I'm resolved now to just stay fluffy. I'm yeah, like, I, 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 can't, I hate working out. That's what it is. I just can't do it. And I respect those who do. I really do. You know, yeah, yeah. But okay, so have you heard about the pastor John Gray? No, what's going on with John Gray? So John is this Gray, no Caucasian guy who was caught. No, he's not a Caucasian girl. He is black. Big oh, old. wait a minute. What's the story? Because I saw um, it was on Wendy Williams, but it looked like a white guy. Maybe he's light skinned. No, no. So you getting two? A girl is two pounds out here cheating. So you getting the <laughs> oh, other guy? Man. You get the, yeah, you get well, there the was one guy. who was close to Justin Bieber. That's the story yes. I'm talking about. Is that John Gray? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he's no. Black. no, he is white. Um, I forgot his name, but he is white. But he cheated on his wife. But he had a real cute looking wife. Um, right, I just well, thought and bopping, thought and bopping in the name of the Lord. Um, <laughs> thought and bopping. <laughs> bopping in the name of the Lord. I love that. But, you know, this is again. We don't really <laughs> talk about white people on this on this podcast. We talk about people of color. So, mm-hmm. um, John Jay is a pastor. He kind kind of came out of that whole um, uh, what's my boy name out of uh, Lakewood, uh, Joe okay. Osteen camp. Um, and so he's a pastor, and he's a big fat black guy. Okay. Um, he's preaching. You know, preaching. You know, preaching to women about getting husbands, and you know, people mm-hmm. you know, just be like that. So right. he cheated on his wife like not too long ago, and then turned around and bought her like a Lambo or something. Okay, I'm looking at him. Yeah, I remember this story because I saw the pictures of him and his cute wife and stuff. Shame. Well, on honey, well, she's lost some weight now, but mm-hmm. well, honey, I think she's getting ready to leave him because he cheated again. Again? Recently again? <laughs> Recently again. What's wrong with him? And oh, up here on Instagram, making Instagram Usher confessions. Talking about, oh, I'm so sorry and all this stuff. And she's my oh, cover and all, of, all this other religious wrapped up crap. Oh, I, I saw something so funny. A girl said, uh, it was on Twitter. She said, wait, John Gray cheated again? I thought y'all were bringing up the one from before. That man will lift up his stomach for anybody. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Lift up. No, no, she did not. 
maybe he didn't have a lot of women before he was this big pastor and now he has a little he bit didn't. of celebrity so, he can't so handle the, story, it. the story with him is that he waited to have sex until he got married so he was well into his 30s okay he kind of bought into the idea of virginity and stuff um, because he was a Christian comedian and he used to joke about it and he got into being a pastor and he pastors some huge church way out in wherever, I think he's in North Carolina, uh, wherever yeah. he is. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, ugh, girl, it's just despicable. I, I just don't understand. Like, if you want to be out here, you know, getting your groove on and stuff, uh-huh. you know, go out there and do it. You know, all these pastors him and the Jamal Bryan and the other uh-huh. guy you mentioned and all the, you know, they, they, Eddie Long, may he rest in peace. All out here just, you know, doing their thing, dude. You ain't meant to, you ain't meant to shepherd nobody's flock if you want yeah. to be out here spreading seeds. So, I mean, I don't it's, it's humiliating as well. And I just feel like these men aren't thinking about how it makes their wife feel. They have to hold their head up and show up as the first lady and everybody mm. knows what's going mm. on. It's a very bad feeling. It really it's feels very, terrible. It's a very bad feeling. But I've seen, I've seen a venter, I think her name is a venter, um, Gray recently. And it looks like she's on her glow up or her pre, I'm about to get divorced train. Because when you start losing that weight and looking all fly and stuff, looking good, looking all fly and Mm -hmm. all kind of stuff. So she ain't really said anything. She's kept it kind of quiet on social media. (laughs) But I I think she might be, uh, you know, about to dip on out of there. So, and I think a lot of people at her church, they may cluck their tongues. Oh, but I think there's going to be even more who Mm -hmm. just really respect her for it and who she inspires to leave their situation if it's Mm -hmm. unhealthy, whether that be cheating, whether that be emotional, verbal abuse or whatever. Mm -hmm. We stay sometimes too long because of image. And Mm -hmm. it's a hard thing to leave when you're in the limelight like that. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of, um, I don't think, I think you don't watch uh, Housewives of Potomac, but you probably know Giselle Bryant and her ex-husband. Oh, he down here at New Birth, girl. Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, they were divorced for a while because he was cheating and having babies outside the marriage. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they've since kind of gotten back together. They're both older and wiser or whatever, I guess. But, you know, I I was proud she left him, too. Like, I just, I don't, mm -mm, no. No, no, no. What is wrong with y'all? Down here in Atlanta, I am sure he is still thotting and bopping up in that church. Oh, that breaks my heart. You think he's thotting and bopping still? Yeah, I, of course, I, I will give it to him. Because on the show, him. he seemed like he cleaned up his image. Maybe. But I will say this, he he has restored the image of that church. He's done a lot of good, great and amazing things, community outreach. Like, aside from his personal business, yeah, you know, he does great things for the community and stuff like that. So he's he's done an amazing job, you know, kind of getting out there politically and stuff like that. So he's, he better but, keep his dick in his pants. Right, but all the community. That part, you know what I'm saying? Do that for the community. Rumor, rumor, the rumor mill around the city is he's still out here. Oh, I don't like that. Thing. And it's easy to do that because, you know, they're in different states. She's out mm-hmm. here in the D.C. area and he's mm-hmm. there. And it's like when you make that decision to kind of get back together, all you really have is faith and trust. You can't not trust if you've made a decision to try again. So I hope it's just rumors. That's just would be a shame. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. But that brings us to um, this week's topic. This is a good uh, segue mm-hmm. to the topic about divorce and public image and, you know, social media and how we 
address those things and, and how do we navigate those kind of waters with you know social media and divorce and and mm-hmm. all of that so yeah 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 I don't know how people you know I mean, uh-huh. I can only say, talk about myself. I got my first, I got married in, my first marriage was 2006, um, which seems so long ago. That does uh, feel um, like forever ago, my um, goodness. Full disclosure, Yakini was in my wedding, uh, my first <laughs> wedding. Um, she was. We had so much fun that we We sure did. We, we sure had, did. We had a blast. But anyway, um, it only lasted about two years. I ended up getting a divorce in 2008. And I didn't tell anybody really what was going on. Um, you know, I was very private. I had, we had private groups and private groups of friends. Yeah. I said kind of handful of, you know, three, four friends who really, really knew what the, yeah. what the, the P was. And of course I, I, I disclosed that to my, you know, the people who were my bridal party, my family and stuff like that. My family didn't even know, like <laughs> they came to my house for, um, what was it? Christmas. Yeah. And they were like, uh, where's so-and-so? I said, oh, he don't live here anymore. You and know said, what? And, and I feel you on that. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to involve family too early because you don't mm-hmm. know for sure what the final mm-hmm. decision is going to be. Because sometimes a separation is just a separation to see. Mm-hmm. So you don't mm-hmm. want to get family all involved. Because, you know, once right. family knows, they want to know the whys and the what. And he did what. And family isn't as forgiving as we are. They're not yeah. as forgiving. If you decide to reunite, they're not going to forget what you said. So I feel like sometimes you got to wait to let them in. So that, that kind of yeah. makes me chuckle because I feel you on that. But go yeah, ahead. But luckily for me, my family was super, you know, I've had us that have been married two, three times. Yeah. So, I, so I had a family that was super understanding. And in the circumstances yes. of why I got divorced, they were like, good for you. And I yeah. remember my mom telling me, you know, my mom and my dad um, were married many years. And I mean, I'm not going to say it was a great marriage, but at all i'm really not gonna say it was a great measure all full stop um mm-hmm. but you know i remember when i told her mom getting a divorce or whatever she just looked me in the eyes and said you are brave yeah and, um and but you know back then social media was still kind of in eh, facebook was yeah still, yeah stuff like we that. were kind of in like the first generation of bloggers and that wasn't even right. a big public thing it was like we had our private community and we were like right. family so like, right yeah. right and so i've i remember disclosing that to certain people and then certain people had reactions that I didn't really care for yeah um you know they said stuff like you know if you get divorced you're not gonna find nobody else or and you um, were a young girl in your 20s still right? Yeah, I, like, really? I hadn't even hit 30 so exactly. I thought to myself I mean what do you mean you know like there are no black men out here you're not gonna find nobody oh, else okay. uh, all this stuff yeah. And then, you know, like you should just stay in a situation that's negative right mm. right or friends who are like you know if you got back with him you know we wouldn't say anything oh, you know God. i'm like no i made up my mind it is, yeah. what it is. sometimes and, sharing it with warm people makes it harder and sometimes right, it's better right. to just kind of move kind of quietly because right. like everybody's gonna have an opinion and i right. guess that's the that's the point if you're sharing it you have to kind of swallow it but I don't like that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm sharing it just to share it. And I'm, I'm right. not asking you for your opinion, you know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, they say real G's, you know, move in silence. Like the mm-hmm. G's, that's how I was. I was really moving in silence. I had, you know, by the time I had sold my house, got a new place, changed my name, all that stuff. Then people knew I was divorced. Amen. Like, what? You divorced? People yeah. on my job didn't even know I was divorced. 
So exactly. Because sometimes when you're going through the fire, you kind of need to kind of go through it and deal with it. And then you can share it after. I feel like there's two types of people. For some people, it's very helpful, very cathartic to kind of share the process mm-hmm. as it's happening, mm-hmm. as it's unfolding, your sadness, mm-hmm. your tears, your anger, blog mm-hmm. posts, social mm-hmm. media, Twitter, whatever. And then some of us are, like you said, moving in silence and kind of keeping mm-hmm. our private affairs kind of close to our cloak and um, mm-hmm. and then sharing it when we're ready, if, mm-hmm. if we ever share it at all. Yeah, I don't think find out how you find out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're old. Um even though people may have followed you all on social media, they saw the pictures and everything and the babies and all this stuff, they're not old a explanation if it goes wrong or goes stop or you stop posting this person. I don't think anybody's old any explanation about what grown people do. Right. But you know, if whatever I think whatever works for people is you know what works for people you know so mm-hmm. what do you think about I I agree with you I agree with you and it's kind of like a it's hard to kind of navigate it and figure out what is the best decision for you and how you mm-hmm. should handle it because mm-hmm. I feel like it's interesting that you feel that way and I agree with you because I feel like there's just as many women who do kind of make that decision to kind of make it this big public thing mm-hmm. or this kind of very beautiful poetic you know long Facebook or Instagram post <laughs> I can see why celebrities do it because I feel like oh. one of my favorite and most beautiful separation slash divorce announcements was actually Nisi Nash's yeah. and I wish that I had it if I could just find it real quick but mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like celebrities in a way maybe do owe a little bit maybe I don't like the word owe kind of like what we talked about with yeah. you don't owe them any anything but right. I understand why it might feel compelled to share because their lives are so public, they've chosen yeah, to make their lives. But really, really reality stars more than actresses and actors. But you yeah. know, they have fans who are really invested. So I guess they feel like they want to keep their fans and you know, they want to be completely transparent. So Nisi Nash did a really beautiful post that just was very positive about how she and her husband will always be good friends and the love they share. She's used the word like it was gorgeous and you know, but this is what they need right now, whatever. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of our peers do that and that's cool and I I, like for me personally my husband and I when we separated I I chose not to do any kind of post because to me that just comes off as it's a little dramatic it's a little I mean I always did share pictures of my family and he would be in them and when things started to sour I kind of naturally just didn't feel like posting him anyway because right. things weren't all good in the hood and it would have been very fake. We still mm-hmm. would occasionally take pictures, but things weren't all good behind the scenes. So I didn't yeah. want to have pictures because even before we separated, I knew that it was going to happen. Like I knew in my heart and I wasn't mm-hmm. going to have these happy go lucky pictures when I, you know what I mean? So I stopped. Right. Posting him. And, and I just kind of felt like I'm not announcing this. And I would see people with these announcements and they were like perfectly worded and we've decided. To, and I was just like, mm, do I do that? Nah, I think that people will kind of just assume when they stop seeing him. And and in fact, people did kind of assume. Some did, some didn't. Over this past year, I've had people mm-hmm. reach out to me, kind of like 
very tentatively because they're trying to be polite and not intrusive. Like, like oh, oh, I haven't seen, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Derek in a while. How's he doing? Or, you know, yeah, yeah. okay. And I'm yeah. very happy when that actually happens because then it gives me the opportunity to kind of set the record straight and say, well, right. actually, no, we are together and thanks for checking in and we're mm-hmm. good, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's no longer what it was. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of made a decision that I wasn't going to make an announcement like that because I, mm-hmm. For those who do it, I get it, but I I personally think it's a little tacky, and um, I don't yeah, know. And, yeah. I, and a couple of friends I have, I also kind of watched them and and kind of saw how they did it, and I respected that. And mm-hmm. like for example, there were just girlfriends who you know we all kind of known each other for years through blogging for the past couple decades, mm-hmm. our inner mm-hmm. circle. And, um, you know, we always would see their husband or they would talk about their husband or have photos. And then them guys kind of just quietly disappeared. It could be for a number of reasons. Sometimes husbands or partners don't want to be a part of your social media. So you may be Mm -hmm. respecting that. But I don't ask questions. If I see somebody hasn't been from their man in a while, I just am like quiet and it's okay. Right. And then lo and behold, you know, some new one, new person shows up in the pictures and I'm celebrating you and applauding you quietly behind the mm-hmm. scenes. So I'm like, I'm happy. Like they quietly separated or divorced and now she's found love or happiness. So I think I chose to follow that model um, as opposed to the public announcement model, which I didn't right. feel comfortable doing. And also a part of that is because um, I am still followed by some of my ex-husband's family and friends. And, you know, there's no right way to kind of word that type of announcement Mm -hmm. when your audience is your friends, your family, his friends, his family, you know, and I just kind of was like, I'm not, and also, exactly, the boys have a social media account, Twitter that I, not Twitter, Instagram that I run, but they occasionally are logged on. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of prefer to do it on a, you know, individualized basis. You know, when people ask me, I'm very honest when it becomes evident because we go to my son's, um, his best friend, him and the mom, his the best friend's mom and I are pretty close. So, you know, this time we went there for Halloween and I shared it with her just because, you know, I just kind of wanted to be. It was weird to that we would reference Derek and it was clear. We would reference him. We're going to edit that. We would reference him. And, you know, I felt I needed to be, you know, authentic and genuine. So, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. agree with you that we need to, that, that you know, it's it's a nice thing when you can kind of just be discreet and people just kind of respect that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I, um I think when I got divorced, I think the only thing I put on social media was I got my freedom papers. Right, <laughs> right, and nobody yeah, like knew what I was about. Yeah. And then, um, shortly after that, I think I had started my actual blog that I had for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, this, um, Southern Bell is still up, and believe it or not, I still get contacted by people who actually find that that um that a uh, blog and that website. And so, you know, this really helped me going through my divorce. It's really helped wow. me. So like I, I just had a soror um, hit me up who's going through a divorce and she said I thought about you when I was in court because you said you know you put on your red suit and your red lipstick and your stilettos and you walked in yeah. and like you know this is it and I'm just handing this over and that's the end right uh-huh. and I said, yeah. she said I did the same thing so I put my black dress and my and my red lipstick and my my heels and I yes, you know, yes. and I felt empowered and I was like yeah. I really feel happy that you know some positivity you know came out of that um yeah. but 
Yeah, for the most part, though, I was quiet. I did have a divorce party, though. Um, <laughs> but five people were there. You know what I mean? So it wasn't right. like it was a, yeah. five yeah. people. Um, I think um, I had cake. Um, we burnt my marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wedding pictures got destroyed, all kinds of, you know, that hurt me because looking back at it, I should have kept them because some of them have some of the best pictures of my mom in them. Oh gosh. Yes. yes. Um, so I, I really should have kept those pictures. Um, damn, I really should have kept those pictures, but other than that, um, yeah, I, you know, I sold the wedding dress, sold the rings. I took yes. the money for the rings and and and, the, and all that stuff and and went on a cruise. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I think it's funny you mentioned at the beginning earlier when we were talking about the pastor and all that cheating and stuff mm-hmm. and noticing his current wife's glow up and weight loss and looking mm-hmm. bomb and looking very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like the way you described you were and you evolved into that being. And mm-hmm. when people have reached out to me on social media, like what? all going on with you and then when I kind of announced it they've mentioned that similar glow like you look so happy you're glowing I see a lightness about you you look like you you know you have that I'm searching for husband number two look in a good way you know what I mean and I love that that makes me feel good you know (laughs) that's validating because it is how I feel it does feel empowering Mm -hmm. it does feel wonderful to mm-hmm. kind of be free of a situation that wasn't the right situation. Mm-hmm. And and I and I appreciate people asking and reaching out um, because it kind of saves me the job of having to announce that and, and volunteer it. So it's mm-hmm. all good. If you know me and you're listening to this, feel free to reach out and ask me because I'm okay. Like I'm a very honest and forthright person. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the idea of making a post about it and kind yeah. of highlighting that. That's yeah. not my whole identity right now. Like it, when I was younger, it felt like it was, but it's really not. There's a lot right. to me. So right. that's one chapter of my life. That chapter is closed, and I'm excited for the next chapter. Good you know? for you, because yeah, honey, you got this 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 post um, <laughs> divorce waist snatch. You coming out here trying to uh hustle some old man out his money, some widow out his money, girl. <laughs> Some nice old retired Wall Street banker, <laughs> his money girl, or some old oh, mafia God. man, or something. I don't know. That's it how is. you gotta do, girl. That's how you gotta do. <laughs> you gotta, gotta Joanne, Joanne the scammer on them. <laughs> I love Joanne the scammer. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was, I was, I had that glow up too. I was, I was in the yeah. gym. I was working out. I was much smaller. That's then, it. Then I, then I got fat all over again but you know well that's okay because you can't love again <laughs> sometimes that happens a new beginning it's exciting it's your yeah. opportunity to find the one who who is going to love you the way you deserve to be loved so just oh, yeah. really life is too short to be with somebody who you're unhappy with and our generation is is different than our parents like you know mm-hmm. you mentioned your parents and relationship and you said your mom looked in your eyes and said it's so hard and I'm proud of you or whatever you said she said and I know my mom when they 
when her and her and my dad divorced, my mom was just like really, really devastated. It was like very hard for her. And my husband, mm-hmm. not my husband, Lord, my dad was the one, you know, who initiated the divorce and it was devastating for my mom. Mm-hmm. They'd been together for what, 17, 18 years. But mm-hmm. I know for sure she wasn't happy. You know what I mean? Not to go yeah. to my mom's bed, but she wasn't. And I don't think it was a healthy marriage, but you know, that generation, they don't, they don't they necessarily get out. divorced. Yeah. yeah. So now my mom's been remarried for like over 20 years, longer than she was ever married to my dad and she's so happy you know he's happy he's remarried so her being so sad and devastated was probably just that kind of dependability Mm -hmm. and you get used to it and you love him in in your own way but it was not a healthy but I remember a lot of arguing and tension and just unhealthy mm-hmm. things so mm-hmm. I'm proud of us in this generation oh, yes, that we're yes. not accepting that that we're understanding yes. life is short we get one life live mm-hmm. that life find mm-hmm. the love that you deserve you deserve to be loved and if you need if that means finding husband number two husband number three girlfriend number one girlfriend number three, you know what I mean <laughs> This is your time to explore. We talked a couple of podcasts ago about how you can come into your sexuality at a later age. Yes. Explore that. Mm-hmm. Like now is the time, you know? And or, like or, William or, always and, says, I'm still yeah. young and juicy. So now yeah. is the time. And that's why you don't want to wait too long, y'all. Don't yeah, you don't want to be dried up on the vine, honey. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to say that we can't find love dried up on the vine, but I wanted to find my love. Well, I was still juicy and snatched. So, yeah. 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 That's, or, or hey, like we also talked about a couple podcasts ago. Hey, if you want to have a relationship with more than one person at the same man, this time, is the time to figure out. Are you or will you? Do you want to enjoy some poly? What's it called? Poly- polyamory. Yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. I just read a book. Finished a book about um, polyamory and how the lady she was trying to make monogamy worked for her and it just was not working okay. until she found two men that just just did it for her <laughs> in, the end, in the end she ended up having like a commitment ceremony to both of them what um, oh yeah. this is a, a fiction novel or like a, a fiction, girl, this ain't real. It's a fiction novel oh okay I was like wow because no, like, no. the idea of polyamory is, is so amazing to me and I have it to is. find these men who are willing to do this because I yeah. feel like you know yeah, sometimes yeah. these guys they it's, just it's wanna... a lot to put up with one husband. I can't imagine having two. But, but, <laughs> right, um, people just bring yeah. their personalities and their, their mm-hmm. challenges. Having to mm-hmm. have two is a mess. But but, but this is the time honesty. now to discover that. Yeah, you got you got to have, and I think, and I think about having like levels of honesty. Like yeah. you, you even after you go through a divorce, this now is the time to be honest with yourself. Yeah. about her you know I don't mm-hmm. like this I like that I do like this I don't like that you yeah. know yeah that this is the time that's the time to really this is what I will tolerate this is yeah. what I won't this yeah. is where and, you know, this and, is a, this is my deal breaker this is mm-hmm, what yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's on you to figure out how long it takes for you to heal some people mm-hmm. they rush into another relationship mm-hmm. and, you know I mean I, I, I'll be honest that's a mistake for me I made that mistake of rushing into another relationship uh-huh, uh-huh. Not after I got divorced. And it just, it just didn't fit. It didn't fit. It wasn't a good fit. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then there was a period between my divorce. And then when I met my husband, I was like, look, uh-huh. I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. I'm going to do yeah. it with whoever I want to do it with. Yeah. And that's what I did. So yes. until, I, until I settled down and was like, okay, well, this is the one. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know, and then when I met met my husband, he'll tell you I was perfectly. I said, "Look here," I said, "You tell me what you want to do, 
because I'm gonna do me. Yeah, yeah. And, he, exactly. and I think when I said that, he was like, "Whoa, okay, she she for real, she's serious," you know. And I think um, our like when these guys when they get a woman who's been divorced, they're getting a gem. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. younger and we don't really know ourselves as much with those first marriages, you know. Mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. getting a woman. They're getting a woman who knows who she is, who knows what mm-hmm, she wants, mm-hmm. who knows what she needs, who loves herself, who is confident. And mm-hmm. we're really bringing our best selves, I think. It's not mm-hmm. to say that when you, you know, you can't be hurt and maybe a little damaged or whatever, but I, you're older, you're wiser, you've taken that time to kind of understand what you need and what you bring to the table. And I just yeah. feel like they're getting our best selves. That's that, a blessing. Yeah, you're, you're getting your you best selves. Yeah, yeah, if you do the work. You know what I mean? If you, if you do the work. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know for me. You could be like Stacey Dash, uh, allegedly, and kind of jump from husband to husband to husband and Ooh, not girl. do the work in between. <laughs> you know, that's what they say about her. You know, oh, I don't know if it's true. Oh, she's a mess. But yeah. She's a yeah, mess. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she was devastated about the election results. But anyway, that's me. Oh, God. Good. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dion. Anywho. Oh. I know. Our, our, our childhood crushes devastated us. I know. They <laughs> <laughs> all wanted to be Dion, damn it. Hurt but, me yeah. so bad. Hurt me I so know. bad. I know. But, but anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about on this on this topic? Or we can, we can <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the bottom line is kind of announce that separation or divorce in whatever way works for you. If yeah. you need kind of share it in a public way and a grandiose way to kind of get that support to get that feedback then that then do that I just know for me as I'm going through something difficult it's easier for me to kind of keep it close to me and share yeah. it when I'm ready on kind of a a more intimate level you know right this social media is too public and too out there for me to be just announcing things like that you know right um, right and when you see my new man pop up and you know my my feed then you can just assume that you know if you haven't seen the ex in a while then that's what it is so that that's my announcement that reminds me of somebody so when i got married (laughs) when we got when i got married to jay we have a good friend and she came with her husband right Mm -hmm. so on social media all of a sudden her name was like (laughs) her name was like her name was like susan q right okay right so Susan Q, it was Susan Q, Susan Q, Susan Q, Q. And all of a sudden, it was Susan Smith. We said, wait a minute. <laughs> Jay said, oh, gosh. I did, did Susan Q get mad? <laughs> Maybe she did. So oh, next thing, you know, we were out and about. My, Jay uh-huh. and I were at, at, at an alpha event. Uh-huh. And, um, we see Susan Smith and the new Mrs. <laughs> Smith. And we're like, oh, she said, yeah, this is my husband. <laughs> Mr. Smith, we said, wait a minute, that ain't Mr. Q. So, <laughs> so Susie okay. Q took a page out of our book, where Susie Q just did what she needed to do quietly exactly. and showed up with Mr. Smith. And you know what? I fucking respect it. Exactly. Exactly. She did that shit. <laughs> I respect the fact that Missy Mad just popped up with a lady and was like, hey. That's, right. That's exactly you know what I'm right. I respect the fact, I, I swear I respect the fact that, that Mindy Kaling just popped up with two babies and was like, hey, I got two babies. And then he said pregnant. Exactly. And and that happens too when them celebrities suddenly have a baby. I followed this girl on Instagram named Angel Love. And uh-huh. suddenly she had a baby. And I was like, wait a minute, when were you pregnant? Like a couple people did that. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I respect it. Brooke Valentine, I think, did that. Like, who? You have this gorgeous, like, what? Because they'd be <laughs> posting, like, old pictures. I love it. Because, you know, it's it's a precarious thing, a pregnancy. Yes. Do it privately if that's what you want to do. And you tell mm-hmm. us when you're ready for us to know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we're entitled to. Nothing more. You know more. what I love about Mindy Kaling? This bit, let me tell you about this bitch did. This heifer had, like, pictures, pre-done pictures for the whole fucking summer. So she was oh. posting the whole damn summer. That is so slick. I love like, that. She was super slick. The whole summer, girl. But she, she must have laid low too with a paparazzi to hide a pregnancy. I mean, that I is hard. Went, I mean, obviously, this quarantine helped because she wasn't going nowhere. Right. She true, true, true. She probably had doctors coming to her. So, right. Know, girl, I was like, wow. I, I respect it. I respect, I I respect, respect it too. That's a, that's a juice move. So, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever you guys decide, whatever you want to do, you can talk to. You know, reach out to Tina and myself. We we both some pros that have gone through, yeah, separations and divorces and, and remarried. For me, remarried. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have questions about that? You feel free to you know reach out to us um, on social media, and you know you don't have to share your story. You can do it anonymously. Yeah, you can share your story. You can be anonymous. How did you handle it? Yeah, and and when you if whether you decided to share publicly, did you get feedback? Was it supportive? Was it judging? Are you happy with your decision, or do you regret it? Or Mm -hmm. if you kind of kept it quiet and then popped up with a new man, or just have kept it quiet and nobody knows, do you feel like that was the right decision? Do you wish you'd taken it? You know, done something different. So I definitely would love to kind of hear how Mm y'all handled that Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll take a break here and we'll come back with our uh, watching romance and um, reading romance uh, selections for the week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So watching romance this week. What we what we got? What we got? Well, I saw I this this past week, I decided to watch an oldie but goodie not super old but a 2008 tyler perry flick called acrimony um, i didn't watch it <laughs> i did i remember when this one came out with taraji p henson and i did not watch it at the time no particular reason i just never got around to it but i think it re-aired on like bt or bt her one of those and i said let me go ahead and check this out and stuff and so you know i watched it and I, it was an interesting movie now if you can put aside the kind of traditional cookie cutter cheesy um tyler perry you know model that he always uses if you can put that aside because he did the same thing and what was the other one that came out last year with the bad wigs oh netflix yeah yeah i can't think yeah yeah if you so yeah yeah, if you can kind of put that aside i i thought that the plot was pretty interesting so taraji p henson basically um, at the at the opening of the movie, she and her sisters are dealing with the loss of their mom, she, who has passed away. Mom left a small fortune, so they each have a couple million dollars, a few million, plus the house, the family home, which Taraji gets to live in. Um, and so basically, she meets this charming young man, and they date. And, you know, he's a smart guy who's in college with really lofty dreams. He has created this battery that is supposed to kind of work like electricity or whatever it is. The bottom line is she kind of supports him and holds him down. The movie is showing over the years, they grow from young to older. And you know, his his battery invention just never pops. 
So they're struggling. He has basically run through together, but mostly he has run through the money, the millions. Um, Not necessarily frivolously, but just kind of, she paid for his education. She paid for, you know, she invested in his dream. At the onset of the movie, he was doing some cheating, but Taraji also had a crazy side. So he kind of stopped doing that because she went so crazy when she found out he cheated. She like slammed the car into his old trailer. She ended up, needing to you know she damaged her organs and couldn't have babies so it's Girl, like so it, it, it was a lot. that was so like i never heard of that <laughs> happening before but you know never. but long story short in the end they get a divorce her family kind of is in her head and also she's just not happy you know she divorces him and like shortly after i guess this is the cookie cutter part but shortly after the battery gets discovered he's suddenly a multimillionaire. But he graciously writes her a check for ten million dollars, you know, for the past all the money that he gave she gave him. And he also buys a movie right there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He buys the family home back, which had foreclosed because the money had run out. So, you know, long story short, Taraji kind of just goes even more crazy because he's now engaged. He the the fiance is expecting his baby, you know, which Taraji couldn't give him. And she's kind of like, no, that's my life. She's living. You know, these are my millions. This is my penthouse. I held him down all these years. You know, she doesn't dollars. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's a psychological thriller. I found it to be entertaining. There were some parts that were very cheesy and not well done. Well, how's um, she doing the boat, Yakini? This is what people <laughs> want to know. There was a very event. dramatic scene at the end the where boat. they went on this romantic yacht ride and Taraji showed up on the yacht ride. It, yeah. There were some things that weren't explained. It was there were parts that were very poorly done. And if he had just done a little tweaking, it would have been better. Right yeah, up in the room. <laughs> I don't know why they, how they let that pass as she showed up on that boat. Because he don't have checking him. He needs writers in the room. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but all in all, it was cute. It, I think she used did she use the actress who played a young um cookie on Empire? Yes. Yes, I thought that was cute. I I liked that. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch. If you can put aside some of the cheesy, poor script and poor decisions that were made in the movie, it's an interesting, I think, age-old phenomenon or dilemma, I should say, of kind of the ex-wife kind of seeing this glow up after they're divorced and kind of feeling like, well, damn, I, I helped shape you into the man that you are and help you make this money. And she's benefiting and she's reaping the rewards, except for Taraji couldn't really handle it. And she kind of broke under that pressure and angst, but it was cute. Like I, I enjoyed it. You know, if you have to put aside the other stuff, what about I'm, you? Girl? I'm going to let you slide with that one. Cause, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. For that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. So I, I watched um I watched two on Netflix. I watched um the Operation Christmas Drop, which I mentioned last week, uh-huh. uh, with Pat Graham. Um well, I put it as beautiful gowns. <laughs> oh, when it starts out as beautiful gowns is a highlight, Lord. Beautiful gowns, you know, beautiful setting, beautiful uh people, except Listen, this is my this is my beef with okay. Hear me out, Lifetime, Hallmark, Netflix, okay? <laughs> Y'all making these interracial romances. The man gotta be fine now. 
The, right. the, white, the white man needs to be finer than any black man. He better be. Do you understand? Like, like in um the best man holiday. I forgave yes. him the only because that man was so fine with them dimples. That's yes. why I forgave that. Uh-huh. I, see, I see why uh what's her name left her husband for them. But anyway, uh-huh. that, that, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, what's, what's her name? Leanne Rhymes left her husband. Leanne Rhymes Rhymes. Yes, bro, I see why. But listen, he got to be fine now. Yeah. This boy on Operation Christmas Drive, God bless his soul, didn't have no top lip. How you going to be kissing somebody with no top lip? Oh, and my god! And, and see, I'm not really a fan of military romances in general that like, okay. like feature like the military. Because I think... For me, I have a problem with glamorizing the military and making it romantic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I because at the end of the day, it's about war and and defense and stuff like that. That's just uh-huh. a personal thing, right? But at the but I, but I can put my stuff aside because I su- I'm supporting Cat Graham. But uh-huh. girl, he he was good looking. Oh my he wasn't good looking. He he didn't he didn't have no lip. Oh you know, my God. some like Polynesian men on the aisle, and I thought to myself, "Why did she get with one of them?" One of them. Fine. The Polynesian, <laughs> that's like the Rock in them, right? And them twins, yes, yes. all that stuff. Uh, They're Polynesian. The... Polynesian. Okay, yeah, them twins. I mean, it, it, it's the Polynesian, uh, you know, Pacific Islanders or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were fine, but mm-hmm. this boy, he had, and the chemistry just was. It was like a struggle. Like I oh, struggled huh. to get through the movie, girl. Not and that's what I'm chemistry. doing Christmas movies. You know, I'm, I'm usually like, oh, gung-ho about watching a Christmas movie. Of course. But, but this one, and I was like, oh, it's Cat Graham. It's going to be cute. Like um the um the holiday calendar. Oh, which gosh. So Quincy cute. Brown, yes. See how funny it was? Yes. Oh, that's disappointing. But I mean, I guess I'll watch it just on principle, but that's very that's disappointing. Because yeah, my, I, I my rating for it is two and a half out of five stars. My rating. Okay. Um, then I watched. You said uh, two and a half. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> two and maybe three out of five stars. Okay. Um, and then I watched. Uh, on the flip side, I watched a New York Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, which was kind of like the old, you know, kind of like a Christmas Carol. What happened? What would happen if uh-huh. I went back in the past and, you know, try to change things and all that? But it had a nice spin to it because it was sort of like an LGBT spin. Nice. So it's not a. a Afro Latina girl who is engaged to this man, but the truth of the matter is, she's been struggling with her sexuality her whole life. Okay. And um, you know, her dad died, her mom died, and so she's just kind of floundering through life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she quits her job at Goldman Sachs to become like a dog groomer, and she's um getting married to this guy who, you know, she's like, eh, eh, he's okay. Um, and right. he has this really rich family and. They're mm-hmm. trying to take over the wedding and stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of goes back in time to kind of you know see what her life would be like if she had made certain choices. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought that movie was very, very well done. It's okay. our boy, uh, and one of our the EPs on it is Chris Knox, better known as Mr. Big, Mr. Big, yeah, in the city. And I, Wait, was he you, in the movie or he just was, he a was in the movie? And he played, oh. he played a priest, and I had a hard time focusing because what's he looking like these days? Because I girl, feel like he, he started to age at the something. end of um, Sex in the City. Let me tell you something. That man yeah. looks. So, and I was trying to focus. I said, "Lord, this is wrong." He's supposed to be playing a priest in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good looking with the gray and some glasses, girl. 
I was like, he had a little salt and pepper. Oh wow. Okay. Yes, you know how I feel about me with salt. I know we love salt and pepper. It is it is my thing. <laughs> so he he was looking very attractive in this movie. Uh-huh. You know, he was a priest, and um, you know, he was a priest who was struggling with, you know confirming and affirming you know lgbt people in his parish mm-hmm. so it was, it was i don't want to give it away because it's a really beautiful story it has some okay. sadness to it but then yeah, it's like yeah. it's a uh-huh. happy ending so i definitely give this one like four out of five it was really, okay. really good. oh wonderful okay and then we got, we got some movies this week some stuff i'm really really looking forward to mm-hmm. um so on friday the 13th jingle jangle on netflix is coming out so that's the musical with um, Forrest Whitaker and okay. uh, Felicia Rashad. And it, it's a Christmas, you know, holiday family musical. It, it, was, oh, it was so beautiful. I, I cannot wait for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on the 14th, it's Christmas on Wheels with um, one of my, um, I, I know we ain't talk about Kings of Christmas, but he's, his name is Michael Xavier. He is so fine. He's mm-hmm. in a um, is he the one who was in the thriller on Lifetime with Keisha Knight Pulliam and the right, other girl? Yeah, because yes, he was in a yes. Christmas movie. And I was yes, like, wait a minute, that's, that's the guy, the crazy guy. Yes, oh, that's him, girl. That's him. He was so cute, but he's yeah, so handsome. He, yeah, he is very handsome. He's in this movie, Christmas on Wheels, with a uh, Tia Sakar. She's Indian, I believe. Okay. Um, but um, again, person of color. And mm-hmm. then November fifteenth, the Christmas Doctor with Holly Robinson P. Um, Hallmark movie mysteries. Mm-hmm. Now playing her love interest in this is so cute. I, I think I want to say he's the guy from um, the Merry Little Christmas with uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name, Kelly Rowland. But yes, yes, Merry Little Little Christmas, right? Yeah. And then November fifteenth um, is the Christmas edition, which is on Lifetime, um, mm-hmm. which was Carly, somebody named Carly Hughes. I'm not familiar with her. But okay. African American, and um, okay. yeah, it's gonna be kind of a cute movie. That guy in that movie looks like he's kind of cute. He might be a cute love interest. Again, y'all okay. need to be factoring in cuteness with these interactions. Yeah. You just can't throw in a white boy with a black exactly. girl. Exactly. It, it don't work that way. Also, that doesn't I would, work. I would also like to advocate for more Asian men, black women romances. I would really yeah, like. You've to always that. Yeah. Uh-huh the holidays but you know that's uh-huh. that's that's just my only beef but we got a lot to look forward to um as far as um <clears throat> um the movies are concerned this this week and well i'm so, looking forward to it i cannot wait i live for this yes i live for it mm-hmm. yes that's just my only beef but we got a lot to look forward to um as far as um <clears throat> um the movies are concerned this this week and well, I'm so, looking forward to it. I cannot wait. I live for this. Yes. I live for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Awesome. Yes. Okay, so um, we also have some things in the reading romance um, area. I want to talk about some holiday romances, but um, featuring um, Black, Indigenous, People of Color characters. Um, but I'm going to wait until probably the end of this week or next week because I have a really, really long list of uh, romances featuring um, folks of color. I don't okay. think I, yeah, I don't, I've never done a holiday um, romance with, with 
everybody. Like, there's a lot of you know people of color. So I've done winter reading list. I did a fall reading list. So this is going to be my holiday reading list. So, awesome. Uh, this will be fun. Something to cozy up next to the fire with your hot cocoa. Um, when Christmas time comes around, <clears throat> but sounds so good. Like I said, I just finished up um, or finishing up Mary Eekness by Talia Hibbert. Um, Talia Hibbert's one of my favorite um, romance writers, and this one is nice. It's about a girl named Bailey who meets a brooding, sexy guy in her coffee shop. She's a barista. She's a tattoo artist. So. Um, yeah, it, I, I, the part I'm on now is the sex thing, so um, <laughs> it's super steamy. Um, but Talia writes super steamy stuff, so okay, yeah, it's it's really good. But I have a long list of other stuff, kind of sweet stuff, and then some more steamy stuff. So I have a long list of things for y'all at least, at least five, six books for you to kind of choose from. Oh, wonderful! Okay, good. But before we go, I wanted to mention real quick that, uh, as you all know, we talked a little bit about politics. Um, the state of Georgia is having two key Senate races that may flip the Senate in, in, in favor of uh, the Democrats and basically turn the Senate blue. Um, oh, goodness. Mm. Yeah, so the romance community is banding together in something that we're calling romancing the runoffs um so it has a twitter page and everything so you can kind of look for it's called romancing where you can give to um an auction that they're having to auction off different things um and it's in support of um the the romance community and in honor of stacy abrams um, also known as Selena Montgomery because she writes uh, romance. Movies. Yeah, I read up. I saw that recently. I was so surprised. That's awesome. Yeah, she writes romantic uh, thrillers, um, and so um, she has been writing them for years. You know, award-winning romantic thrillers um, for Harlequin and some other folks um, for years. And so, um, yeah. So, and I'm going to Stacey Abrams and her efforts with the romance community is kind of kind of banded together to do this romance the runoffs. She also has a political thriller coming out and that's actually going to be coming out under her own name, uh, her, her real name, Stacey Abrams um, in May. So you can pre-order that now. Um, again, That's so cool that she still does that and enjoys that. I, I think that's super cool. Like the I fact that, that the fact that she was going to be governor of Georgia and still had like romance novels under her belt yeah and a whole bunch of other stuff. I thought I think she's a cool cool person so um those are some things I want to talk about in the um, reading romance um section and um yeah that's it so awesome 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 yeah so I hope you all enjoyed this podcast uh follow <laughs> us uh, everywhere uh, romance and color except on um Twitter it's romance with an, a romance in and in and then color okay color has the u don't forget guys it has the u yes and then our group on facebook is romance and color with a u as well so um follow us there and we hope to see you all next week bye guys have a great week bye bye bye